0: In the beginning, we read in the book of Genesis that the Lord God formed the man from the dust and of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. Adam, the first human, is created out of dust. God creates us for life. Did you hear that? He breathes the breath of life into us and we become alive and real. Death is not a part of God's design. In Genesis 3, we see the story take a turn, a turn for the worse, an unfortunate turn, but a real turn that affects us all. To Adam, God says, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. God did not create us to return to the ground. That return, that death, is a consequence of sin. Spiritual death, emotional death, physical death is a consequence of sin, and it plagues the blessing of life. And death isn't just a future inevitability. It wreaks havoc on our lives here and now. Once created from dust, we're now covered in it. Abraham feels this burden and turns it into a confession, saying, I am nothing but Dust and ashes. Job experiences its pain and isolation and laments, I have become like dust and ashes. Solomon anguishes too, saying, All go unto one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to dust again. They must have wondered. Why? And where is God in the midst of it all? Where is God in the midst of our sin? Where is God in our grief and loss? Where is God in our sickness and pain? Where is God in the midst of the brokenness and betrayal and abandonment? And we wonder too. We wonder. We're created from dust, But now the dust covers us, constricts us, suffocates us, hinders us from the life that God creates us to enjoy. We're covered in the ashes of sin. We don't love well. We're not quick to forgive. We're put out by serving. We're full of pride and hypocrisy, impatience and self-indulgence. We lie and exploit one another. We turn a blind eye to human need. We're indifferent to injustice and we're prejudiced toward those who differ from us. We pollute and criticize and we make everything about us. We become angry at our own frustration. We envy others and lust after worldly goods and comforts. Ash Wednesday is a gentle but sober reminder that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Fall short of his design and purposes for us. But Ash Wednesday also reminds us that we don't have to remain covered in the ashes of sin, nor do we have to return to dust, because the curse. Has been canceled. All of us sin and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. This is the key to Ash Wednesday. It's the truth that shines through every bit of our brokenness and dysfunction. And grief and pain. And the truth is this. It's a person. Christ comes to set us free. Christ comes to forgive our sin. Christ comes to cleanse us from sin and all of its devastating effects. Christ comes to raise us from the ashes and to restore us to original glory. This is Jesus' declaration, standing up in a synagogue, unrolling a scroll and reading from the prophet Isaiah, which refers to him. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve. And get this to bestow upon them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of gladness instead of mourning and the garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair they will be called oaks of righteousness a planting of the lord for the display of his splendor the gospel is good news. And the good news is Jesus. And Jesus doesn't allow us to stay stuck in our sin and sorrow. He comes to be our friend who will never leave us or forsake us. He comes to be our help whose yoke is easy and burden is light. He comes to be our healer who restores us to wholeness And redeems our pain. He comes to be our sacrifice. Who takes away our sin. And purifies us. From all its unrighteousness. He comes to be our life saver. Who raises us with him. And as it was in the beginning. Breathes into us. The breath of life. So today, we mark our foreheads with ash. And by doing so, we remember that God formed us from the dust of the ground and shaped us in his image and likeness. And that dark, gritty mark also reminds us of the stain of sin that confuses and corrupts God's design and purposes in and for our lives. This is our story. But we don't hang down our heads. We hold them up high. Because most significantly, we mark our foreheads how? with ashes in the sign of the cross. We are marked as those who have hope. We are marked as those for whom the curse has been lifted. We are marked as those who have been purchased from sin and death by the blood of Christ. And have become God's treasured possession. We are marked as Christ's own forever. This is the fullness of our story. That we remember and enter into in a very deep and meaningful way. And celebrate during the season of Lent. This is our story, the fullness of it, that in Christ, our journey takes us from dust to glory. And so today, our ashes represent our identity. And specifically, they represent the Lord's favor. So they're a sign of comfort they are a crown of beauty. They are an expression of praise. Today, our ashes represent our joy and the splendor of God, who makes beautiful things, glorious things out of dust.